All right, welcome to episode whatever we're at in the 30s somewhere. <laughs> Still pretty low. Good for us, though. I mean, we're sticking to it. Yeah, you know what? Any episode's a win for me. Yeah, you know, I've, we've been pretty busy, pretty busy lately. I feel like uh, freelance has been popping a little bit. I feel like it's just when it gets a little bit warmer, the clients are like, I gotta spend some money. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think. I think we just want to sell more shit, and I have, I have answers to people's problems. Nice. Yeah. That's what it's about. So the first couple months of freelance going good? Uh, This month's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what it is. When it rains, it pours. And when it's dry, it's the Sahara Desert, man. You know what it is. Um, but yeah, especially in Toronto, because it's such a seasonally dependent city, the moment that it gets cold, clients are like, True. yeah, you know what? We're going to chill. We can like we're gonna we're gonna save some money because you know when it's colder it's just less money comes in mm-hmm. all industries restaurants clothing whatever mm-hmm. people are spending less money so they're just trying to save the money which means photographers and video people like us we make a little less money but mm-hmm. it's okay it's getting warm things are turning up it's all coming up Millhouse I didn't know that reference for a while maybe like till like maybe a year ago until I saw the episode finally. I don't think I've ever seen that episode, oh. I always, but I've always known the... <laughs> you know what Simpsons, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. just checking, just checking. Just like, Millhouses. But I feel like that's, that saying's been around for so long. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> On this episode of the Creative Herd podcast, oh we are talking about... The Simpsons? This, this, <laughs> we're talking about when to ditch your shit, when to move on from your equipment, when to just start fresh or start fresher because gear matters (laughs) (laughs) all gear matters that's my psa for today yeah and i think spencer is the best advocate for why gear does matter sometimes and 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 the variety of gear and (laughs) since i want you to just i want you to just walk me through something so we were living together Back in 2015, 2016, I think. Then you moved away. I had a 5D3 at that point, actually. Yeah, you did. I'm try- sorry, I'm trying to keep up with the timeline. Yes, yeah. So you had a Canon 5D3. I think I was rocking a Canon 60 at the time. And my Canon 60 lasted for another five years. Now, in that five year span after living with me, I'm pretty sure you went through five, six cameras. Seven. <laughs> Stop me when I'm I like closer. I literally dude. don't know. I think I flipped. What did I flip the five D for? Uh, I feel like you went through those moments where you said, "Fuck, I'm I'm done. I'm I'm quitting." Oh, I, I did flip it for nothing. Yeah, pay rent. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, like dead so serious. <laughs> we're gonna fast forward the part about you having to sell something for rank. That's sad, but it's true. It happens sometimes, especially when you're a young filmmaker and you're really green in the industry. Uh, but we're gonna fast forward to a part where you were switching your gear out for new things yeah. quite frequently. What was happening? And let me preface this by, I, well, I can't because there's no good. There's literally no nothing that makes it better. But I was just trying to find the tool. That was like a Swiss Army knife that did it all. That was like the tool that was going to be the best fit for me without knowing what the hell I needed. So mm. I started from like, oh, maybe I want to take photos. Bought the Fuji X100 at the time. Sweet uh, little camera. Amazing camera. 
went to Europe and like shot that a bunch and it was great. Flipped that for uh, Black Magic. (laughs) Black Magic Pocket. Oh my God, the Pocket. That's what it was called. So it was such a tiny, literally the size of an iPhone. Great image quality, shitty battery. Flipped that for a Sony XRX100 something at the time the tiniest little fucking uh, also such a sick little vlog cam it could shoot like 120 frames a second <laughs> vlog footage to an actual dslr mirror or mirrorless it was the a6400 the a6400 to an add the add to a c100 the c100 to a c100 mark ii and then c100 mark ii to a z cam and then the z cam to a canon c70 bro i wish everyone could see my face right now because like <laughs> i'm 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 baffled still. I'm I'm baffled that it still hits me the same way. And now, <laughs> that now just I want you to think about ex- me being like your best friend and watching you just fucking flip shit and being like, what is happening to this guy? Is it, like this is happening within like a four year span, five year span. So yeah, like, we're talking like cameras. every six less than months. six months, you're yeah. flipping new cameras and like having to change the entire ethos of like your practice yeah. as a filmmaker. Yeah, the ecosystem. It's really hard to let go once you're into it, but you're like so cognizant of, of the market and where the market is. So if I'm, I was like, fuck, I'm holding this for too long and i need to make money off it to get to my next thing because if you look at a a c100 mark ii versus a a6400 there's a thousands of dollar difference there Mm -hmm. so like over the course of the time yeah i was adding money but i was i was just trying to straight flip like those people that trade a paperclip for a a house type (laughs) of scenario yeah that's what i was trying to do (laughs) bro it sounds like I didn't have any direction at no, all. It just sounds like you have a toxic-ass relationship with gear. I will say uh, in the last few years, the last... Like, once I entered the C100 Mark II, I fully understood where I was at and what my, like, roadmap was and how to actually, like, handle that relationship because I needed... I seriously needed to get a handle on it, for sure. So what was it? What was the thing that made you fully switch from having a hybrid camera into going into something that was cinema focused because that's where you're at now right yeah i think it was um one the actual picking a lane of like where i wanted my income to come from Mm. that plus like what i wanted to do personally and like writing an actual list of like what would get me there Mm. and the things that stood out were like log profiles i wanted to have that perception of having a bigger camera going to client shoots and stuff like that I wasn't crazy about, you know, super slow um, frame rates and stuff like that. Um, and I wanted to be able to, to rig it out a little bit, you know, little things. So I would put together this list and then I would look at like, okay, I don't actually need the top of the line thing that I'm looking at. I just need the thing that checks off. Like, I don't really care about autofocus. Mm-hmm. I just need the thing that checks off all the other boxes. What it comes down to is just being very intentional with your work and just getting the tools that you need just to execute the plan that you have and the mm-hmm. vision. And if you don't have the plan and you don't have a, even a, a very deep understanding of what you're trying to make, then you're going to keep on going through this cycle of, yeah. of trying to find the answer. And just, it's, just, it's almost like an addiction too, because like you, for sure, like when you're lost or, you know, I know personally when I am, feeling moments of anxiety or depression, my mind goes to a place where I want to find the answer and really understand why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. But 
sometimes you just need to peel that back and look at a bigger picture. And with the gear thing, it's, and for myself, it's just, I'm not asking myself those questions of like intent and trying to figure out what I actually need in those times versus like every single time trying to reset Mm -hmm. and relearn and do it all over again and fall into a cycle. Yeah. It's really important to ask that because I think a lot of times the easier headspace at least for me, is like, okay, I feel shitty, but maybe if I had something brand new and shiny, it will fix it, you know, versus yeah. like realizing it's it's just a tool to do what you want it to do. It's not going to do the whole thing for you. Mm-hmm. This sounds almost unrelated, but I think it's very related. You made a, a YouTube video about, I think it was titled, Getting Over Destination Addiction. Right. And there's a quote from a book that you read that kind of changed things for you. Do you remember what that was? I don't remember the actual quote, but I think it was the point of it was just like wherever you are going to run to, your problems are still going to follow you. That's Mm. essentially what it it meant. Yeah. And people say that a lot about us. Spencer and I have moved like collectively 20 times in like a decade. That's what that YouTube video is about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But like we fell victim or Spencer specifically fell victim to that with gear too. It's just sometimes when you don't know what the answer is and you just kind of fall into like a default of something that it's like putting a Band-Aid on like a larger issue. And the issue is not being intentional and thoughtful with Mm -hmm. your purpose. Yeah. So just a quick FYI (laughs) that if you think getting something new and shiny will help you spark some creativity in your life, it will not at all it may be for a day or two but it won't i say this from experience from deep deep experience (laughs) but i also want to flip to you because in that time you didn't get anything nothing bro so i want to kind of dig a little deeper into like where the where was your mindset in being comfortable to not update because it takes some strength to not even look at like you know new cameras are getting Mm-hmm. put out and stuff oh all the time you would fucking send me a link monthly i'm like yeah check this one out I'll check it out and i'd be like Fuck. cool spec sheet yeah and you know what i've i've never been a big gear guy i feel like i've never needed and not even just camera related i just feel like i've never needed the top of the line anything it really just came down to how i wanted to use my tool mm-hmm. and specifically when i hit the canon 60 in 2015 or whatever that was to me it was it was definitely separate from what i had because i had a t2i a rebel t2i or some shit like that <laughs> no i had a 60d i lied still so sick not bad I had the flip out screen but the 60 just had higher megapixels uh i think that it didn't do 4k yet i mean it was a pro camera at the time but still uh it was affordable and like yeah. you, you know i'm not gonna i can't lie to you and say that it me not getting a new camera wasn't finance related because it was, you know, I was still having a hard time making money, not even as a filmmaker because I was, I started like being a bar back and then I became a bartender and there were just other things that I wanted in life. Mm -hmm. I wanted financial independence. I wanted financial liberty for whatever that means. Still haven't found that one. Um, (laughs) But I just wanted to set myself up. So I never had the urge to get the best camera it was like, cool, this is the tool that I have. How can I maximize my output on it? So I just learned the ins out of it and I pushed mm-hmm. it and I brought it literally everywhere. It was fucking falling apart. 
by the end of it, by the time that I, I, I sold it off to someone, I don't even know who it was, but... Wasn't it Chris? Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, Chris, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't falling apart, bro. You still use it. It's a great camera. <laughs> Chris is like, what the fuck, But bro? I sold it to him for very cheap. Very, very cheap. It doesn't matter, though, because it, it was a great camera. And, like, could you use it today? Yes. Can you still use those images and blow it up on a billboard? Yes. It's a great camera. But I had just used it for so long, and... To that what made me switch into the 5d mark four was honestly just something faster autofocus wise i was mm-hmm. finding that i was shooting more documentary style so a lot more run and gun situations or something that i just needed to pull focus really quickly on and the 6d just wasn't it so i knew that i had reached my threshold with the camera it mm-hmm. just got to a point naturally it wasn't something me desiring I wasn't watching these YouTube videos and seeing what Peter McKinnon was using or right. or Maddie was using. It just to me was, I have to make what I can with this camera because this is what I got. And then when I had enough money to buy the 5D, I still bought it used. I didn't even buy it brand new. I bought it from some guy off Kijiji, mm-hmm. and that camera served me great purpose. And like a, I still have it. So recently, I just bought a Canon R5. Hold on, before you before you go into that, <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to say I, that, like, that actually makes total sense of, like, pushing your gear to the extreme limit because that's actually, like, you figuring out where it falls short is creating that list that I was talking about originally to be like, okay, I need something that fills this gap here because what I have, I have identified this gap. So it's like, okay, for, in mm-hmm. your case, it was like, I'm starting to shoot sports and more lifestyle and, like, something that's just got crazy fast autofocus this camera is falling short in there. So that's my uh, list item. Uh, interesting. You know, that's your like, whatever, first thing on the and list. And it was just happening get. naturally to me. And like, But uh, that's the whole point is that that's w- why I'm listening to you. I'm like, it has to happen naturally. To, mm-hmm. You have to put in like the hours to figure out like what your specific style needs, you know? Yeah, that's very true. But yeah, I just want to push things to my full extent and the only reason why i got a new camera now which is the canon r5 wait hold on again you're gonna stop me <laughs> what i'm going i want to go back to my original point because we now we know we know one point on your list that got you over the edge uh, what was the lineup for your your mindset to be like okay uh x y and z is falling short so mm. like give me the thought process of because it wasn't just like oh i want to buy a new camera because this just got released yeah i mean okay i i can't lie there was a little bit of romanticizing about just wanting something new to have a fresh start Mm -hmm. i just became a new freelancer full-time and i just wanted something to excite me so there has been interest there was interest in just changing things up introducing a new toy tool that'll not necessarily spark creativity but, you know, whenever you have a new toy, it's just exciting to use. Yeah, so 100%. There definitely I, was a part of that when I was considering getting another camera. Definitely. But it's just that stuff I just wanted to point out. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not long-lasting. Yes, you know? it's not long-lasting for sure. Because, like, I've now had it for a week. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, great. But why I, I end up switching, though, too, on a tactical purpose was that as great of a workhorse the 5D Mark IV is... And that I end up getting C log on it, C log one. It is DSLR footage is lackluster. So it's a video complaint. It was a video complaint mainly. I just I needed a camera that was going to be a hybrid, you know, opposite of what you did. You didn't want a hybrid. Yeah. I want a hybrid because I want to produce high quality YouTube videos. 
Uh, I want a fucking flip out screen. That's a huge one because I don't want to spend an additional thousand dollars on a monitor. Like for what? I don't hey, even have man. a cinema camera. Add it to the list. That's a valid point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I didn't need that. Um, you know, and then having C Log Three, I'm really into colors. Like with my photos, if anyone looks at my photo work, I obviously love being very vibrant. Maybe not vibrant, but I'm experimental with the colors. I find the colors tell a story with a lot of my work and it sets the tone and the overall feeling that I'm trying to emote. Mm-hmm. So having C-Log allows me to do that also in video though. But with the C-Log 1 on the 5D Mark IV and it having such a low bit rate, you, I just couldn't punch the colors out like that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And the R5 was able to offer me that. I'm not going to read you all the fucking specs and people who... You do, can look at it. On the you can look at it yourself, but you know, it answered that question for me. And then also for photo though, like it's fucking lightning fast it's yeah. so fast the autofocus is insane the technology they have on these cameras now that with the eye detection on shooting portraits oh, yeah. is unreal i'll never feel uneasy about being in a portrait session and being like oh, yeah. is yeah. the eyes in focus so, and that's huge huge that's so huge. that now makes me much more efficient now too right. when i'm shooting i because you know? your time is literally money at this point. Time is money. And also my confidence. I want to make sure that I appear right. confident at all times in front right. of whoever I'm shooting. And now that I don't have to think about that as much is a major game changer to me. This time, though, I didn't have to sell off one camera to get the other. I wanted to keep my Mark IV. So now I'm rocking both of my cameras, both of my loves. I love them. They're both going to be workhorses. And I feel equipped. I feel very equipped for my future and the shit that I'm shooting right now. Right. No, so, that makes me feel better that you had like a, the, that entire thought process versus like surfing on B and H and being like, well, this <laughs> camera's new and looks cool. Okay. Well, I, I, I almost fell into the trap of the R five C that shit was mad shiny, a true hybrid camera. That was like, you flick a switch, it turns into a cinema camera. Like, what? That seems so crazy. It's basically just an R5 with a fan on it. I know, I know. (laughs) But the B and H photos and like the shape of it, it just looked like a beast. And you're like, man, that looks like a crazy sick camera. Until you read all the reviews about it, it's having a shit battery life and blah, 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 blah. Doesn't matter. Almost fell victim to that. But yeah, I'm in. And, sorry to cut you off. Please. For the millionth time it's fine but uh another thing that's really important that i did before i bought the c70 what you did before you bought this camera is you test out what you're gonna get mm-hmm. because i don't know if i would have made the decisions that i did <laughs> if i would have just rented them yeah that's true you know it's a crucial step and renting is so much easier than people think. People get really scared about renting big equipment because, yes, like when you put a deposit down, especially if you're young, if you're whatever, mm-hmm, you're 18 true. and you're like, holy fuck, I got to put down a $1,500 deposit down. My credit card doesn't have that kind of space. Ask your mom, ask your dad, ask someone that does, because what the cost is for the weekend is only maybe a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And like that is very accessible for you before you make a massive investment into a gear that you may not even love until you actually have it in your hands and use it a few times. Yeah. Like I wasn't able to buy this R5 and without having my friend lend me their R6. I know it's at the same camera, but the ecosystem was so similar that I was able to make yeah. my decision. Body off of similar, it. menu similar. Exactly. So testing things out is a, a massive thing that people 
overlooked somehow. I mean, you overlooked. I looked, dude. <laughs> yeah. I would say eighty-five percent of the cameras I wouldn't have bought if I had just rented them, or if I used them for like literally twenty minutes. Yeah, oh, I'd have been like, nah, I don't like this. Like, I don't like this menu system so much that I'm not gonna buy this. Like every Fuji system and every Sony uh, menu. Fuji's okay. The Black Magic now the Black Magic's menu system is top tier, but back then it was not good. Uh, Sony, not a fan of. Sorry, Sony. I don't mm. like the menu system. Yeah, sorry. Don't love the colors either. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> Sony people are gonna hate me, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, the you the honestly using the C70 for like 20 minutes. I was like, I fucking love this thing. Everything is exactly where it needs to be. Minus the flip out screen. Hey, at least it has a flip-out screen. At least, hey, at least it has a flip-out screen. You're right. Why am I being negative? I, I will say, I mean, it's because it's a... No, don't let me, don't let me bring it down, well, brother. Well, if you, Live the, if the you high, spend thousands of dollars, it, the build quality should be there. Dude, on the 60D, <laughs> that flip-out screen is primo. I still have a 60D and the, the flip-out <laughs> screen is sick. It's bulletproof, bro. It's bulletproof. And you have to send in the C70 and they'll reinforce it. They'll reinforce the screen. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to wait till it breaks so you guys can fix it. Just fix it in the factory. God. So, yeah, that didn't work. I'm not riding that eye. What are we What are we trying to say? I think what we're trying to say is that gear kind of matters. <laughs> as long as it matters to you. The main, Yeah, the main point that I really want to drive home is that it's a tool for sure. And if you're really considering up to upgrading and updating your gear... Seriously, write out your your pros of like what you actually are looking for in this tool and like what you're trying to solve and why you can't, why your current gear can't solve that. Yes. You know, if you actually can't, up, can't come up with that list, means you probably have more room in the threshold to push out with the current gear that you do have. So save your money, be smart with it, and just make art to make art, man. Just create things and push it to its limits. Because you can. It all comes down just from, like, your mind and just from cutting out the time and fucking doing it, making things, stuff. <laughs> I'm running out of things to say about this, It was such a good, it, like... And then I started high, I started low. So uh, is there anything gear-wise lately? It doesn't even have to be gear. App-wise that have been helping you with your day-to-day -day process as of late? Oh, it's just like it It hits me so deep because I've had such a not even love, hate, just hate, just <laughs> hate, hate, hate relationship. With <laughs> entirely low uh, with backpacks, bro. Camera backpacks suck. Suck. <laughs> suck. They suck entirely. But like when we were coming up, it was just big ass turtle shells. And, and recently they've been getting more stylish. So it was actually you who kind of got me started sending me links and stuff that was just like dude they've come a little bit of a way but my thing was carry a fucking tripod why can't camera bags like actually carry tripods like just even a little clip a little clip yeah i just don't understand like this is it's a crucial tool that i need to bring around and i've never been able to do it for years mm -hmm. so i finally got a backpack the wandered provoke 21 bought mm. it secondhand Bought from some dude in Quebec and he shipped it to me over. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day shipping. And, and uh, it's fucking fantastic, bro. The fact that I can put a tripod on it has changed my life. That's amazing, man. Changed my life. I'm a changed man. Yep. You're, bro. Changed man. Love it. Oh, man. I have a soft spot now for any camera bag that actually puts effort into carrying a tripod. And not just a travel tripod. Like an actual 
Full size tripod. What's yours? Say tripod one more time. <laughs> Three bed. <laughs> Mine. I feel like I'm I'm on a roll with uh, super random things. You, you're the tech guy. You're a tripod. Nope, <laughs> not a tripod. <laughs> My thing are these Japanese slippers I'm wearing right now. You can't even see them, but you get them from Muji or what? No, you've definitely seen them on Instagram. It's like some weird brand. They're like walking on a cloud. I'm the so very, glad I don't have to look at this shit anymore. On uh, I know, but like, man, as a man who's been suffering from plantar fasciitis. I'm for, sorry. Did you buy it from an Instagram ad? No, I saw it and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, those look legit. And then I read all the reviews and everyone's like, these are the comfiest are they comfy? like, slides you'll ever wear. Like I said, I was trying to say before you cut me off again, bro. I'm curious, man. I've had I have plantar fasciitis. I've been dealing with it 10 months. These things are the most comfiest Let things. Let me try it on. Okay, try it on, bro. Here. Put your foot in it. Stand up, too. Give her a little run. Okay, well, you can keep talking while you're... Uh, now I want, I want everyone to know. How nice is that? How squishy is it? They're so thick. Yeah, bro. Oh, they got good thick. heel support. Wow. Yeah. Guess how much? 50 bucks. 30. 30 dollars, bro. Dude, that that's nice. Right? <laughs> Man, my foot pain has been alleviated. I put those on first thing in the morning, and let me tell you. Give me the other one. Okay, you can put the other one on too. Go for it. They're so squishy, man. And now that I've been running, I'm training for a marathon. Should let people know. I'm training for a marathon. I need to be protecting my feet, and these bad boys are worn all day long around the house. I love them. I wish I knew the brand name of them, but. Just look up Japanese slippers on Instagram and they'll probably come up. And uh, yeah, that is my tool as They're a They're like not as soft as I thought they would be. Like they're pretty dense. Mm -hmm. But more to break into, bro. That's nice. Yeah, but it's like, it's still like a good cushion. Like that's what you want. You don't have to be <laughs> <laughs> They're actually way sicker than I thought. All right, yo, we're signing. Stupid. We're wrapping this up, bro. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for listening to the Creative Podcast. If you want the coolest assets for your editing you know where to get them the creativer.ca hey, my instagram is nln begley spencer still does not have one because yeah. he's strong i mean i have one it's just deactivated so yeah. deactivate your instagram everybody and um join elon musk twitter okay bye bye, okay, bye. love you <laughs>